You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me today as we pursue God together. This week, we're talking about the story of Joseph, who was sold into slavery in Egypt by his brothers. And then he's just like continually crushed by, crushed by all kinds of new challenges in life that come his way. Joseph, who, by the way, loved God, at one point, is <laughs> just faced with relentless temptation. Joseph is just going about his job, going through his to-do list for Mr. Potiphar, a prominent military official in the Egyptian Pentagon that he worked for. When he catches the eye of Mrs. Potiphar, which is not surprising because Genesis 39, 6, that Joseph was well-built and handsome. The literal Hebrew translation means he was a well-built hunk. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph, and here's what she said right in the Bible. She said, come to bed with me. Now, while Joseph has his eyes on Mr. Potiphar's affairs, Mrs. Potiphar has her eyes on having an affair with Joseph. And one day she just blurts out, Joseph, come to bed with me. I can't stand it any longer. (laughs) Was that subtle or what? What do you do if you're Joseph? I mean, this is a woman who's also well-built and attractive. And if you, you think of Joseph as some sanitized saint of God who isn't even tempted by her seduction, I'm sure you've got him all wrong. Of course he's attracted to her. Of course he wants to throw caution to the wind and jump between the sheets. This is a woman whose whole life is dedicated to her appearance. She's pretty hot stuff herself, no doubt. Genesis 39.10 says, And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. But she's not about to take no for an answer. She's relentless. And the Bible says day after day after day, over and over again, she just keeps coming saying, come to bed with me. Come on, just this once. But Joseph keeps saying, I can't, I can't sin against my boss this way. And he says, and I can't sin against my God. It's not right. But finally, one day, her desires build up to the point she can't stand it anymore, and she just grabs him by his coat and and pleads one more time, come to bed with me, Joseph. And Joseph is so shocked by her aggressiveness while she's holding onto his coat, he runs right out of it, like out of the house in his boxer shorts or something. But when faced with relentless temptation, he did what was one of the smartest, most morally courageous things to do. You know what he did? He ran. That's commendable, isn't it? That's something he should be rewarded for, isn't it? You know, when you, when you feel when you, like when you do something morally courageous, but it's difficult to do, don't you want there to be a payoff? You want there to be a reward, right? And so, like he's already been abused by his brothers. He's been sold as a slave. Now he's taking this strong, morally courageous stand against relentless, te- relentless temptation. You would think there would be like instant spiritual reward from God, right? But instead, Joseph now goes on to endure false accusations. As Joseph runs to escape the advances of Mrs. Potiphar, she starts screaming, rape, rape, that boy tried to rape me. And by the time Mr. Potiphar gets home, she's geared up for an Oscar-winning performance. She's worked up her tears. She's practiced the trembling lip thing. She's probably torn some of her clothing, messed up her hair. Think about it. Joseph courageously does the right thing, but Mrs. Potiphar cries rape. And Genesis 39, 19 says, when his master heard the story his wife told him, he burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. Now, we admire Joseph for doing the right thing, the courageous thing, but have 
Have you noticed that doing the right thing sometimes feel like you've done the wrong thing? Doing the right thing sometimes is costlier than we thought it was going to be. We want to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth until it's time to prepare our income taxes and we have all that non-traceable income that we're faced with reporting or not. We want to be great husbands, great wives, and until someone we're really attractive to starts flirting with us at work and We want to be used by God. We want to be available to serve Him, to get in a small group for spiritual growth until it means we're going to miss a playoff game. In Joseph's case, doing the right thing meant being sent to prison. But you know, even in the midst of all this adversity, God had a greater purpose, some higher ways, and He was working upstream for Joseph even when he felt that he was sinking from the repeated adversity that life had thrown his way. So let me ask you, is there a challenge that you're facing in your life right now? Maybe you could use the reminder that God promises to use the difficulties you're facing for his purpose. Even when you feel crushed like Joseph, you are not alone and he's working. God, no doubt there's some people listening to my voice today who are in circumstances where they feel like they've done the right thing and they're getting punished for it. Man, we relate with Joseph on that. And I just pray right now that they would hang on. I pray that you would give us faith today to hang on. I pray that you'd give us courage moving ahead to make the kinds of choices that Joseph did to do the right thing, even when it's costly. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 